So today we're going to look at UFC 250. We're going to focus on the main card. I'm going to give you my thoughts and ideas and the different fights, how I saw the fights going down, and what I think is next for each of the fighters as to who they should fight next. So we start off with the um, opening fight of the main card. It was a bantamweight fight between Sean O'Malley and Eddie Wineland. And I originally picked Sean O'Malley to win. But I thought Eddie Wineland was going to put up a fight. And Sean really showed up and showed out. And I'm very interested to see how they match Sean going forward. Because the UFC has a gold mine in Sean O'Malley. The kid is charismatic. The kid knows how to talk. And the kid can fight. He really, really put it on Eddie Wineland. And Eddie Wineland is not, is not just anybody's fool. He can fight. He was a first WEC champion. So to be able to do that to Eddie Wineland shows that you are legit or you bring something to the table. What do I think is next for both guys? I think Eddie Wineland should um, look at retirement. I mean, he's 35 years old. You don't want to be that one dude that people are going to try to make their name off you. So... I think Eddie Wineland should retire, and I think Sean O'Malley should start looking at the big dogs in the division. And the name that keeps creeping back up is Chito Vera. That's a fight that they tried to make a while back. I believe it was UFC 239, July of last year. Now it's the perfect time. Chito Vera is a very good measuring stick to see where Eddie Wineland is. Both guys are young, so whoever wins this fight moves on to the next stage. I think it's going to be an excellent fight. And I think both guys have can actually even be on the main event, a main event of a fight night, or even in the main card of a very good pay-per-view. I think that should be the next fight for Sean O'Malley. I hear people talking about Cody Garbrandt. Let's hold off on that for a bit. But excellent fight by Sean O'Malley. The next bout was a welterweight fight between Neil Magny and... Um, Anthony Rocco Martin. I've always known Anthony Rocco Martin was game. He's always game. He's down to scrap. But I felt that Magni's physical uh, gifts would win him this fight. He puts on a tremendous pace. He's very long. He can walk behind the jab. And that's what we saw. Rocco was game the first two rounds. But that pace eventually messed him up. And he was he gassed out, and um, Neil Magny was able to steal the fight. I do not think it was 30-27 on all three rounds. I thought Rocco won round one for sure. But um, the last round, I think, really swayed the judges. But excellent job by Neil Magny. What do I think should Neil Magny should do next? I think Neil Magny should look towards the Kiesas of the division. Till Neil Magny can fight Kiesa, I think that's, that should be a good jump up the rankings for him because Kiesa really hasn't fought anyone at 170 to be ranked. I think Anthony Rocco Martin should look at the guys like Elizio Zaleski um, or even Razak Al-Hassan. Rocco is game as they come, so I'm sure he, he'll be looking to get in there and get in there quickly. But that was a great fight. Great welterweight showdown. Um, the next fight was a bantamweight fight between Aljamain Sterling and... Um, Corey Sandhagen. This fight was very hyped. It was a fight that we were looking at and we all knew that the winner of this fight would fight for the belt. 
Alger came in there and completely, completely wiped Corey off the mat. 90 seconds, it was done. I feel like Alger should be fighting for that belt, not Aldo. Alger Bane Sterling is good, and you are looking at who's probably your next champion in that division. I want to see how he stacks up against Peter Yarn. I personally think he could beat Peter Yarn, but I want to see that for myself. But excellent job by uh, Aljamain Sterling. I think his next fight should be for the strap. And I think um, Corey Sanhagen should probably fight Cody Garbrandt. Now, talking about Cody Garbrandt, that was the co-main event. Cody Garbrandt showed patience, calmness, but he still showed his speed. Am I completely sold on Cody yet? No. Because you could see he still had issues where he got emotional, where he um, got hit by some strikes. Um, Arson Sal does not have KO power. But against someone who is seasoned, that could be an issue. I think Cody Garbrandt should try to fight someone like a Sandhagen who does not have KO power, but will test Cody Garbrandt. Stay away from the guys like Malo Moraes or even TJ Dillashaw. Asan Sao is 38 next month. I think he's done enough. I think he should retire. If he still wants to stick around, maybe go to Bellator where I know you'll get paid. But I think he should. He's three losses in a row now. And this last one was a bad KO. I think he should probably call the day. Now the main event was Amanda Nunes, the GOAT, against Felicia Spencer. Now I'll notoriously raise up my hand and tell you guys that I was one of those who believed Spencer could do it. I saw how she fought against um, Cyborg, and I figured that Amanda Nunes was not going to finish this fight early. I was banking on the fact that Amanda Nunes was coming in heavy, and she would gas due to the pressure from um, Spencer. What I didn't take into consideration was the fact that Spencer was not going to pressure her. Spencer just stayed, waited for her, and looked to um, go for a single leg or a double leg whenever she overthrew. I don't see anybody in that division at 145 or even 135 that can do anything to stress Amanda out, give her any problems. I think Amanda should take some time off, let those divisions marinate. I know a lot of people are talking about getting rid of the 145-pound division for ladies. I do not believe that yet. I feel like there are a lot of girls at 135 who can go up to 145. You have JDR, you have Raquel Pennington, you have Holly Holmes. Even Aspen Lad, you've got some girls that can go up and, you know, marinate that one, 145 division a bit. And also the girls at 135 got to marinate among themselves. You have um, Irene Haldana who's out there. She needs a couple more fights. So I say we don't see Amanda Nunes for a while. Maybe not till early next year. Let that division marinate and let a good Number one contender rise up from the ashes and then we, we go again. But excellent job Amanda Nunes completely beat the crap out of Felicia Spencer. Felicia Spencer tough as nails, but back to the drawing board. Back to the drawing board. She sustained some real damages. I don't know when how early she wants to be back, but she has heart. So yeah, those are my takes on the main card. There were some excellent fights on the prelims and um I'll just touch on a couple of them. Chase Hooper. Chase Hooper for Alice Caceres. And 
I personally thought Chase Hooper was going to win because I did not respect Alex's discipline. I thought Alex would get um, emotional or even excited winning the stand-up battles and start throwing kicks against the guy who wanted to take him down. But he stayed disciplined. From time to time, he welcomed the ground exchanges with Hooper and those looked very, very bad. But he stayed disciplined. He was able to keep the fight standing. He was able to hit Hooper and avoid Hooper's punches, avoid taking the fight to the ground where Hooper had the advantage. I think Chase Hooper should take some time off. Because if you're getting tagged by guys like Alex Caceres, imagine what happens when you go to the upper echelon of the Shark Tank that is 145 division. So take some time off, kid. You're 20 years old. Take some time off. Focus on defensive boxing. Focus on not getting hit as much because that kid's got cardio, he's got heart, he's got chin, and he's got a deadly ground game. Imagine if he focuses on his stand-up a bit. Just don't learn how to not take punches to the face. I was when I was watching him, I was thinking of Nate Diaz. Imagine if he goes walks with the Diaz brothers for like a year and they really walk on his boxing for him. How he's gonna come back deadly? I'm I'm really high on Chase Hooper. I think he's gonna go back to the drawing board. He shouldn't hang his head low. It happens. Go back to the drawing board and get a W. Now, what happens to um, Alex Caceres? I think Alex Caceres deserves something good to happen to him. He's coming off two wins in a row. Someone else is coming off two wins in a row, and that's Herbert Burns. So, how about they make that fight? Both guys were seemingly on on, on phase, so let them make that fight and let the winner start to look at the upper echelon guys. Ian Heinich. Ian Heinich also impressed me very well. He came in there against a guy who is sneaky good and he was able to win and finish the fight in the first round. I think Ian Heinrich uh, deserves something good to happen to him. I was looking at Chris Weidman. Both guys are New York guys. Chris Weidman is looking for a fight. He was matched with Hermanson. Didn't happen. So how about he, Hermans, um, Chris Weidman versus Ian Heinrich? That's, that's going to be a good fight. Both guys are solid stand-up. Ian Heinrich has excellent takedown defense. Weidman has excellent wrestling. So that's a fight I'd like to see. Cody Stamen, excellent fight at 145. I think he looks better at 145, but he doesn't like how he stacks up against those guys at 145. So he wants to stay at 135, which is fine. How about we have Cody Stamen fight someone like John Dodson? The winner moves up in the rankings and fights... One of those guys up there in the top 15. But excellent job. And my prayers to the Stamen family as they're going through such a tough time. But great fight by Cody Stamen. A fight that many people did not take into consideration or kind of got swept under the wrong was a flyweight fight between Alejandro Perez and Jose Formiga. Now, people, most people don't know that Jose Formiga was the last guy to beat Figueredo, who was most likely the champion at 125 pounds. And he beat him easy, true leg kicks. Alex Perez has quietly been making a name in that flyweight division. And I think his next fight needs to be a big fight. I think his next fight needs to be a title eliminator between Figueredo and Benavidez. And I have the perfect matchup for him. How about we have UFC 251, quick turnaround. Alex Perez versus um, Moreno. And the winner gets a title shot. 
winner gets a chance to fight for the strap in the next fight. All in all, UFC 250 was a great card. Excellent shows. It wasn't one of those, you know, super stacked cards, but he had excellent fights. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought um, the guys really came out to fight. I give it like an 8.5 out of the 10. And I'm looking forward to next week's fights. I will upload my predictions on the main um, the main card for next week's fights, June 13th, headlined by Cynthia Calvillo and Jessica I. I'll upload those predictions coming up soon. But this is just a recap of UFC 250, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I hope you guys enjoyed it too. I'm out, y'all. It's all love from your favorite uncle, Uncle Yagi. Bye.